G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, Dan Flynn joining us today. He's State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby for Victoria. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Pleasure to be with you. Uh, Dan, always enjoy our updates. Let's start with a story that's been really brewing over the weekend and uh, there's been all sorts of commentary about some movements that are happening uh, in the Liberal Party. You've got Christopher Pine and Steve Chiobo. Uh, they've resigned. Uh, what are your thoughts on these latest developments and uh, more Liberals d- resigning? Well, certainly it's not a good look, uh, but it's hard to know exactly what is behind it, what motivates it. Um, you know, in a sense, uh, perhaps we should take Christopher Pine on face value. He's been in the uh, in office for 27 years, being elected at the age of 25, 51, thinking about a new career. Um, you know, we may be reading, um, you know, people may be reading too much into it to uh, uh, think that they're sort of abandoning, abandoning ship, so to speak. Uh, their simple uh, tenure may be over and uh, trying to renew the party. You know, if there's a, um, a bright spot for the coalition on all of this, uh, they, they are now, you know, in a position where they're, Promoting more women to cabinet, uh, and that's uh, you know that's that's certainly you know got to be a good thing in terms of um, you know a, a healthy gender balance in cabinet. Uh, so we're seeing um, uh, you know certainly um, yeah promotions take place, um, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I just think we ought to perhaps take these people at face value um, when they say they're, they're ready to move on. Well, with the polls pointing to a Labor win and these divisions within the coalition, there is a sense here which you could actually make an observation and suggest uh, that it could be like a purging of some of the moderates under uh, the uh, Scott Morrison leadership. Uh, What are your thoughts for uh, what is, you know, so far as those sorts of developments and the fact that uh, both uh, Christopher Pine and Steve Chiobo, uh, they're sort of in the moderate camp and uh, and they're jumping ship? Yes, I think uh, Christopher Pine is, I I don't think the same can be said of of, uh, Chiobo. Um, I think he's more conservative. But, um, yeah, it is interesting to see those who are retiring that are, that you mentioned that are generally more of the moderate, um, you know, the left side of the Liberal Party. Um, but, you know, again, you know, Scott Morrison has to deal with turnover, uh, much like any organisation, and, um, you know, he's able to provide, I think, some, um, you know, renewal in Cabinet, and uh, that's the challenge that faces him. I think in terms of, uh, you know, what the electors feel... They're probably still going to look at it on a on a seat by seat basis. Um, you know, the Australian Christian Lobby doesn't uh, cheer anybody on, but you know, the polls clearly favour Scott Morrison as preferred prime minister. The party's lagging in the polls. Uh, will those two things that are out of alignment will they line up? Um, uh, yeah, it's a matter matter for the voters. We'll certainly be seeking to um, conduct a number of candidate forums 
so that the candidates in the individual seats can make their pitch to the Christian voters. And, um, you know, we think that'll be a useful process uh, so that people are voting in, a, in an informed way. So, yeah, we are currently, uh, you know, in a number of states uh, setting up those forums to have those discussions. And just to mention, uh, those pre-election forums that the Australian Christian Lobby holds around Australia and also the... Uh, the checklists, those uh, those voting checklists that give positions of where uh, the parties stand, uh, those sorts of things, they're all very much a part of the plan, aren't they, uh, Dan, coming into the new uh, federal election? Well, they are. They absolutely are. And we'll be putting uh, questions to the parties on a number of issues and publishing that on our website. Um, you know, we are supported by many thousands of Australians who do exactly this to, um, you know, help Christian voters know um, what their candidates stand for and, you know, where, where their vote is best, best placed in terms of advancing their values. In fact, we're doing that on Friday night, Neil, in New South Wales. There's a New South Wales election looming. Uh, on Friday night, there's an upper house forum, uh, which will be, um, uh, you know, uh, we've got everybody there. There's going to be, um, you know, the Australian Conservatives. Uh, there's going to be uh, the Pauline Hanson Party are all going to be there uh, pitching uh, uh, to the Christians for their vote. Uh, and that's a healthy thing to see. Uh, and that's going to be this Friday night at the Village Church in Annandale, Johnson Street, Annandale, March the 8th at 7 o'clock. And that, that you can register through the ACL website. So, you know, this is um, uh, what the ACL can do is to uh, let the voters meet these candidates and let the candidates for their vote and let them know there's a decent Christian constituency that should not be ignored. Well, very important to know for listeners who can go to the ACL website and find details about those forums that you'll have in the lead-up to the New South Wales election and then the, the federal election to follow. And uh, let me just move on to your state now. Talking to you in Melbourne, in Victoria today, Dan Flynn. Uh, some news in Victoria about uh, more moves to decriminalise prostitution. What does the story look like there with uh, the Andrews government? The prostitution's, you know, heavily regulated here. There are brothels that are licensed and that are inspected. There are warnings about uh, trafficking and, um, you know, some sort of guidance on how to exit the industry. Uh, there is a move afoot which is being uh, gradually taken up by and concerned by the government to completely decriminalise prostitution, which means that, you know, any hotel room uh, could become a brothel, any home could become a brothel, um, any any uh, premises whatsoever, and that um, uh, you know street prostitution would become legal. Uh, so these are very concerning developments. Uh, we're concerned that it, this throws out a red carpet uh, for uh, sex traffickers into Victoria. Uh, that Melbourne will become a uh, an attractive destination for those who want to traffic uh, women and, and, and young girls in particular. Um, you know, particularly from Asia and Eastern Europe. So it's an horrendous. Uh, industry sex trafficking um, and Victoria should be doing nothing to encourage it. Um, it's interesting, Neil, you, you say I'm the Victoria Director. I'm actually also the acting Tasmanian Director. I'm the night watchman there um, at the moment and uh, there are things are put there to um, ban gender from birth certificates. And I was in Tasmania on Friday, um, you know, um, um, 
you know, lobbying against these changes that uh, are set to remove gender from birth certificates and to open up uh, people to be sued uh, if they misgender somebody in conversation. If somebody's offended by that, then um, under the anti-discrimination laws in Tasmania, uh, they can be sued. So um, uh, the Tasmanian Upper House is um, very alive at the moment with this concern. Uh, this will be the first bill to be debated when they resume uh, later in March. Uh, so there's a lot of activity, um, uh, a big ideological battle on this about whether um, uh, people should be able to just readily, you know, I suppose just transition, self-identify, change their gender, and um, if, if people are not happy to call them, if a boy's not happy to be called, um, if she's, you know, misgendered um, and offended, uh, then you and I are off to the tribunal. It's very concerning. And Dan, Tasmania is not the only state talking about this, but uh, in Tasmania and in your role as uh, leader for the Australian Christian Lobby for Tasmania as well, you're encouraging all sorts of activity right at this point because you don't think this is uh, an unwinnable battle. If uh, if people actually speak up now, they may well halt this uh, ridiculous uh changes to uh, to birth certificates. Correct, Neil, correct. This is past the lower house. Uh, it's now sitting in the upper house. There's actually only 15 members in this upper house. It's an incredibly small group of people. And the numbers are very close. Um, the majority of uh, the upper house MPs are independent, so they really care about what their constituents say. So, yeah, we are encouraging people to reach out to their upper house MP if they're in Tasmania, uh, express their concerns, um, you know, one of the, the issues that we raised uh, with the Commissioner for Children and Young Persons in Tasmania on Friday was uh, that currently under anti-discrimination law, um, if you are employing, say, a nanny or somebody involved in residential childcare, you can discriminate. You can pick the sex of that person who's going to live in your house and look after your young child. Fair enough. Um, but with this law, you won't be able to discriminate and that's a terrible thing. And I think what's even more terrible is if you employed a, um, a female, in inverted commas, uh, who turned out to be a bloke, the child would say, Mummy, um, this is a man in our house babysitting me. Um, but, and the mum might have to say, no, it's actually a woman. And so that child um, uh, is unable to say the truth. He's being told what is obvious to them is a lie. I mean, this is the sort of ideological distortion uh, that children don't understand. Um, as adults, we can be um, uh, ideologically, um, you know, ha have our brains washed, uh, but children won't be. Uh, and, uh, you know, but they'll state a clear reality and, and we're all now embarrassed because we're asking the child to believe a lie. This is, this is really what's at stake in this bill. Well, we always talk things like slippery slopes and this is one of those consequences of a slippery slope when it comes to all of the transgender issues. And uh, as you're saying, Dan Flynn, if people speak up now, you might save yourself all sorts of pain and heartache and, uh, and there's a message there for Tasmanian listeners uh, with what's going on in the Tasmanian Parliament. Uh, the Tasmanian Parliament resuming on the 19th of March and so uh, some activity now may well make all the difference with the way that they'll rule when it comes to that. Uh, just quickly, one more uh, quick uh, issue. Of course, in the ACT, 
chaplains are likely to be out of work due uh, next year. Uh, pulling out of the chaplaincy scheme, that's pretty. That's got serious consequences too. What are your thoughts there, Dan? Well, it's very concerning. Um, the relevant minister, Yvette Berry, has basically said no to you know twenty thousand dollars a year funding for public schools for chaplaincy. She hasn't consulted with the uh, the chaplaincy providers, uh, but it's really obvious that. Uh, chaplains are very confined with what they can't do. They can't preach, they can't um, proselytise, but they provide important, um, you know, important ministry to students in terms of grief, loss, uh, loneliness, parental uh, separation, all sorts of things that uh, chaplains are, uh, you know, because of the, I suppose, the sort of spiritual base they come from, uh, they're particularly equipped to deal with. Um, these um, issues that are, you know, emotional, that they're spiritual, and and when children are saying, "What's, you know, what's the meaning of life?" and they perhaps could be uh, almost, you know, suicidal because of the loss they may suffer. Uh, chaplains are perfectly placed to deal with this, and the federal government knows it. Um, it it's very interesting, Neil. A young student on Friday um, has started a petition. Uh, she's a Year Twelve student uh, in the ACT. She's gathered, I think you know, over 150 signatures uh, just starting on Friday to say, look, this is this is wrong. We need our chaplain. Our chaplain makes our school safer. Uh, and what a fantastic call coming from a young student. So let's hope the ACT think better of this move. Well, the best thing about chaplains is that they are, in fact, largely predictable people because those Christian chaplains I'm talking about coming from a foundation which actually gives them a basis for a moral engagement and even people who are not churchgoers can at least make the assessment that they'll be, you know, pro-family, anti-drugs. Uh, that they'll have a uh, a pro life outlook and uh, and and they actually represent hope. So for every Australian, uh, ought to be supporting uh, Christian chaplains when they are in schools. And uh, it'll be a dreadful thing if uh, the ACT does uh, pull out of that chaplaincy scheme next year. Look, I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website, and that's where you can find tremendous resources and keep up to date with some of the perspectives when it comes to the news that's breaking around the nation. A acl.org.au and just to reinforce too with the New South Wales state election coming up on the 23rd of March and then uh, so uh, close on the on the on the back of that of course uh, into May the likely date for a federal election uh, you'll no doubt be wanting to keep up with those uh, pre-election candidate forums and keep an eye out for the Australian Christian Lobby and their uh, their system of being able to categorize uh, what all of those parties believe about all the different issues that we're facing as a nation Dan Flynn, always appreciate your insights. The State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby for Victoria and for Tasmania. Dan, thanks for joining us once again today on 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.